You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 58 of Take a Bow. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and we have not had a episode come out on the first of the month in quite some time. So what we're going to do is I couldn't think of a better way to start off the month in bringing back the more intimate episodes that Sydney and I used to do when we were doing the podcast together. And we would sometimes just like, you know, meet on ourselves and talk about theater and talk about our journeys and everything like that. So this time we're going to switch it up and we're going to do it with my siblings, which has kind of been requested by a lot of listeners. So I'm very excited to see how this goes today. And I'm very, very excited to be with you all this week because Broadway is officially reopened. And come on, I mean, Broadway is open. It's been a year and a half plus <laughs> and uh broadway's open and the city is reopening and marquees are going up to all these new shows it's it's amazing i'm about to have my first musical theater audition in about a year and a half to two years uh and i couldn't be more excited so everything's coming back it's just every week and every uh day really just continues to get more exciting uh, as far as broadway's return and everything like that and the world kind of returning back to normal. But um, it's been great. And let's talk about what's going on. Because Broadway is reopened, let's talk about Bruce Springsteen. You knew I had to talk about it this week. You know, it's Bruce Springsteen. It's the only show on Broadway right now. So let's talk about it. Um, Bruce Springsteen uh, officially opened on June 26th. And it marked Broadway's return. And it was the first Broadway uh, show to return, Springsteen on Broadway. And it it it's been it's been all the rage up here now. Um, it's the only show that you can see. It's kind of like the only live show that you can see. So, uh, very exciting there. And I assume that that's why it's all the rage up here. And it's just very exciting. And they're saying that this uh, production of it is even better than the one that originally opened on Broadway a few years ago and was a limited run and shut down. Um, they're saying that this show was similar to the original incarnation of it, but there's a lot of new additions and new phrases and everything like that. Um, it, it's been, it was really cool. Uh, a bunch of friends of mine have seen it. Laura Hayward, uh, a previous Take a Bow guest, came uh, to see it on opening night. Um, and of course, this is not your typical Broadway show, so they're not in preview, so it's opened already. It's just him on a stage singing his heart out. Uh, and, and it's amazing. So uh, 
all of these reviews are it's getting rave reviews it's saying that it, this is better than the first version if you love springsteen if you love live music check it out it's wonderful to see everyone come together again he makes references to the pandemic and saying how lucky and thankful we all are to be here and that it, it could have been a lot worse and um he keeps it very light and heartfelt and leaves you uh really just uplifted leaving the show and um he, he says there has been people from san francisco and phoenix and asbury park and new york and you know he names all of these little states and he hears you know people scream in the audience like woohoo cheer for, cheering from like my hometown and everything and he said it's it's like wonderful it's wonderful to see everyone coming back together it's wonderful to see tourists coming to new york and experiencing the magic once again and it's just really it's really really great to hear and it's uh it's something that's been long overdue and i just could not be happier that we are here and uh, speaking of being here, there's trying to bring a musical here to New York. Um, and it's not a musical. It's more of an opera. And it's, interestingly enough, going to be about Harvey Weinstein's trials. Yes, that is right. They are currently working on an opera-styled show um, titled The Trial of Harvey Weinstein, an opera. And um, it's going to be, right now, it's going to be in Northern Ireland, but he, the director really, really wants to bring it to New York and says that there is a, this is like a natural home. New York City would be a natural home for this wonderful show and story that they're trying to tell. And there will be no uh, actor in the Weinstein role. Harvey Weinstein will be referenced, but he will not have a part. And so he will not have anything against that. The writer and director, Connor Mitchell, wrote the music, and he will be taking the libretto directly from the six women who testified against Weinstein during these New York City trials um, in 2020. So it's it's very interesting. I mean, it was bound to happen soon enough. You, we, ha we all assumed that it would be a movie or a musical or some sort, um, but this will be focusing just on the trials and uh, will not be focusing on the, all of the stories and everything like that. It'll be more of the testimonies and everything like that. And it'll be an opera and um, it's going to be a story to be told. That's for sure. And um, that'll be very exciting. It's in the early stages. So I say this and if it's not here on Broadway or somewhere in New York in the next like two to three years, it's probably not going to happen probably gonna happen way 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 down the line um and uh and it'll hopefully be in new york and be getting some uh in educating other audience members who may not know the story and uh share it in such a beautiful uh operatic way so that's very interesting i that caught my the attention of my eyes of course he was the producer of finding neverland so whenever i see his name in the headlines i'm like oh boy i know i know that name and uh I, it catches my attention the trial of harvey weinstein an opera has hopes to bring it to new york so keep an eye out for that and speaking of shows coming to new york or reopening i guess you could say Harry Potter is reopening November 16th on Broadway. However, it is only going to be reopening as a one-part show. So 
for those of you who've seen Harry Potter, what they're doing is so mean because literally I saw the whole show in a day and I had two and a half hours between my shows and I was going crazy. So I cannot imagine going like weeks or months or whatever, uh, maybe a year, whatever their plan is uh, in reopening to see part two. Um, it's very interesting that they're going this route. I figured uh, it would be there would be something unique going on with this. Um, so Harry Potter, November 16th as a one part. So those of you who have uh, not seen Harry Potter, I don't know if I would go see it yet. Maybe you'll wait till uh, you're closer to the part two reopening or wait till they're like doing the both part one and part two. Um, I don't know. That one part is so tricky. Unless you've read the books and you like haven't seen it and you know what's happening, maybe that's a little different. But I never, I never read that book because I knew it was going to be a play and I knew that they were going to bring it to Broadway and I wanted to see it on the stage. So I didn't really know what was going to happen uh, in the book, and uh, I'm glad I, I did not go that route um, because the stage version was just visually incredible and both uh visually and artistically and it was just written amazingly and uh yeah it, it's wonderful i love i loved 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 that show and uh another show neil simon's plaza suite will begin previews on february 25th 2022 and it will be opening the following month in march 28th uh, 2022. So yeah, great stuff happening. I announced last week that Chicken and Biscuits show that's coming. That'll be uh before both of those actually on September 23rd and opening October 10th. A uh, little shorter uh, previews and opening, but uh, it'll be equally amazing and uh, very impressive and very historic that show. If you uh missed that from last week go check that out it's at the beginning of the episode so you won't have to listen to too much again um and yeah it's it, i'm very excited for that one too so as i said this is going to be an intimate um episode so you're going to be hearing a lot more of me today so i'm going to keep these intro and outro short and we will turn it over to the interview right after we do our drama dictionary section so this week's drama dictionary word of the week is going to be the difference between a standby an understudy an alternate and a swing well we will start out with understudy as that's the more universal and basic term that we should all kind of be familiar with um so an understudy is someone in the cast who is the quote-unquote backup for the main person who goes on every other show and an understudy will always be backstage and always be ready to go. Usually understudies will only cover one to two roles so that they're not listed as a swing. Um, and an understudy will kind of just be ready whenever they usually don't have uh, a role in the show otherwise, except to be the understudy for that particular role. An alternate is someone who is an understudy, but they are also guaranteed shows. So they're at least guaranteed either a couple shows a week or they're a couple shows a month uh, on vacation days, whatever it may be, that can be, you can be considered as an alternate. Now, a swing will do a whole bunch of roles. So at least like 
four plus roles, I would assume, would be the limit to label yourself as a swing. So that's what a swing is. And then we also have standby. And what a standby is, is they are, they will not be any other role other than standby for usually the main character. So like there's an, and, and it's very rare that this is an actual thing, uh, this standby. It's usually in roles where you have like an alphaba and it's vocally demanding and it's craziness and it's all these things and doing it eight shows a week is insane. They do it for Dear Evan Hansen as well. And they will literally do nothing else except standby for that one role and just to be sure that that one person is safe. And because there's understudies who cover a couple roles and that's about it. And they're going to be standing by for their roles, but they also have other roles to worry about. So if they go on, they have to focus on those roles first. And a standby is literally, they only have one role they have to worry about. And they're the first to go on before the understudy. And they're just there to, uh, make sure there's insurance so that the show can go on. And those are only for those very, very demanding roles in a show. So that's the difference between those four. I hope that was helpful. If I need to elaborate, I absolutely will. You all know how to contact me. It's in the it's in the end of the episode if you do not. So those are the difference. I hope that was helpful. And uh, I know there's a lot of confusion about that. People have messaged me about it, so I'm clearing it up today, and uh, I hope that's helpful for you all. So with that being said, let's turn it over to my siblings, and we're going to talk about what it takes to really take a bow. I'm very excited for this episode, so everyone welcome my siblings, Tessie and Zach Tokash. So this week, uh, we have my siblings on the show. It's the first live interview of Take A Bow, and I couldn't be more exciting. It's very fitting that it's with these two people who are both very special to me and very special to the process of Take A Bow. So everyone, welcome to the show, Tessie Tokash and Zach Tokash. Thank you guys for joining this week. Thank you for having us. Yeah, excited and yeah. Let's talk, I guess, from the beginning. Let's talk about home and what it was like and why we uh, kind of got started in the theater and the drastic change that it was for us when we when we got there. So do you want to take it, Tessie, since you kind of started this whole sure. thing? I will try and make it as quick as possible without details. Um, so I was about 11 years old and... I was sifting through the newspaper and I found this ad in the newspaper that Chitty Chitty Bang Bang um, with Dick Van Dyke, well, not with him, but I remember watching and being obsessed with that film. And I saw that they were looking for five local children and there was auditions at the Pittsburgh CLO, which none of us have ever heard before. Um, but I showed my mom and I was just like, hey, this looks awesome. Like, I just want to go audition. I was also doing dance. So I was just like, it'd be like good experience as well and get me you know, some uh, practice with dancing and my on, uh, my uh, onstage presence. So uh, my mom said no the first like five times I asked. And then I begged and begged and begged. 
and uh, after you know hiding it in her pillow and hiding it everywhere in the house and putting it on the fridge, she kind of was just like, "All right, let's just go. It's good little experience for you." This was the morning of that this she was, was kind of like, of. "All right, I'll take you." And I like we were so excited to get an outfit together and everything. I showed up in all camo. My hair was down, one was braided to the side, and I showed up to the audition. Everybody's wearing jazz shoes and dance shoes and dance outfits. And uh, yeah, I'm the only one wearing all camo. And I showed up and they were like taking numbers and I was so confused, I didn't know what was happening. Uh, but yeah, I uh, sang my song and I they cut me basically. They're just like, okay, see you guys. I saw people going after for uh, dance numbers and everything. And I was just like, you know, it was so much fun. I was really happy. And then two weeks later, uh, we got a call. My mom did. We, I was in a, again, I was in one of my dance lessons and I had just got done doing a back handspring and I accidentally like kicked like somebody and it was my mom. She came in. She was just like, you got the part. You're one of five. And I was just like, I totally forgot about the audition, but this is awesome. And uh, we went in uh, a couple uh, weeks later. I um, learned the show in one day, These me and these uh, four other kids. Uh, among them was uh, Joe. Joe Serafini, yeah. who's been on the show. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's kind of how we met. He was one of the kids that showed up in dance shoes and a dance outfit, very <laughs> professional. Headshot. And headshot and everything. I <laughs> didn't, didn't even have a headshot. We didn't even know what that was at that <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, didn't have any of that. Uh, it was it was a great experience. Yeah, and then we learned a lot from Joe and other people in his cast, or in his her family. cast and her his family. And uh, we talked about that a little bit on the episode with him, but uh, he's the one who kind of really started it all as well in, in like a, in the next level of a, it for us. And now, and then we all three got a part, it got into the CLO at in Pittsburgh, which we've talked about a lot on here. Um, and that's kind of like an academy that you can go and you can learn all of your, you can, you know, uh, I guess, expand on your creative ability and talents and explore like all take of that for you take different yeah. classes all the lessons and everything and really learn the fundamentals of the performing art industry so then um this is we were still living in west virginia and we would go to pittsburgh to we would travel there to do all of this and tessie was in the cat in the hat zach was in camp rock shane gray not a big deal um with the justin bieber hair flip and everything it was great and uh yeah and then i was in the jungle book and we were all three doing summer camps at clo and then all of a sudden these two got into mini stars and like their careers were like taking off in pittsburgh and i was just like i really want to do it well, at the time, well, yours was too because you had a tiny, you were tiny tin. Right. Because I remember I auditioned for that, and that was the first one that I didn't get, and I was just like, oh, okay. And then mini stars happened, and I was just like, oh, great, this is awesome. Yeah, it wasn't for a while that, especially I got into it. Like, mm. it was once we saw Tessie, and he said that I think I want to give that a shot and do it, and I was just like, people don't do that. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is weird. Guys don't do that in West Virginia. You don't go and do musical theater and it was it didn't come it didn't happen for a while that I was like oh wow this is actually a really cool and fun way to express yourself and a really just 
outlet and yeah i was gonna say like it's not even like expressing it's just like an outlet to just release everything that you want to release and there's so much especially like back home i remember the tension i would feel that i would be so excited to drive 45 minutes i didn't care how long it took i'd be so excited to drive up there and say hi to like basically a no one that you saw in weirton was in pittsburgh yeah exactly it was it was a really cool experience for us because like you know where we're from it's a very small town and everyone knows everyone so coming into this new town and coming into pittsburgh doing things that we've never really done before and meeting all these new people i think that was just another element that just made it so much enjoyable for us and made it so intriguing to us and pulled us in yeah and theaters like really helped me like not like reinvent myself but like add on to my character right back in West Virginia you were you know a copy and paste like everybody kind of knew and if you were off a beat in a day people would be like talk about it like oh do you see like this person was off today or this person at church was off today like yeah um but like when you would go to Pittsburgh or any anything like you you could express or even try something new like I remember I wanted to try a different like if you, I, I cut my hair short to to be an Oliver like and I remember People, when I would go to CLO, people were just like, oh my gosh, your hair is great. And, you know, people were back home saying the same thing as well. But, like, also at the same time, like, you know, people... Talking about you talk, behind your back, talk. you know, like... Yeah, and he, yeah. And so that yeah. was something new, too. And you just developed, like, a whole new family after yeah. the time. And you were, like, so excited yeah. to see that family. And it was just completely different from the normal... Not the normal. The everyday cycle of being in West Virginia and the, like, Groundhog Day. Yeah, exactly. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, people from Pittsburgh, they were driving like 10 minutes back to their home. We were driving 45 minutes back, but it would, 45 minutes up and 45 minutes back, we'd be, we would be exhausted, but it'd kind of be like so worth it. Like we would, every week we look forward to it. Yeah, and so lo- this is very brief and like yeah, kind of short. We can go on for days. For um, but so then, as we mentioned, you guys, we were all kind of, our careers started to, we started to have like some sort of career in the theater industry, all three of us really. Um, and in Pittsburgh, we were all represented by the talent group in Pittsburgh. Uh, we were doing like voiceovers for gas stations and all these things like radio. I was gonna say, we yeah, have a Zach was a model here. for Frankenstein I at right age. So excited to hear that my modeling career was taking off because at that time I was a five two, two hundred pound. That's right. Yeah, wait, real there quick, is nothing chum. wrong with that. Wait, real quick, tell your story on that. Uh, my mom got a call said, "Is your son allergic to latex?" Latex, and at that time I had no idea what latex <laughs> even was. Um, and I was like. 
I'm getting my modeling careers taken off. Look at me. I can't wait to go to school. And, and he didn't kids. know that he was going to be Frankenstein. I had no idea. It was for the Halloween edition of writing. <laughs> and then I would go through six hours of makeup and everything to them put all this stuff on my face and then eight hours to take it off and then be plastered as Frankenstein across the country. But yeah. Do I have to, can I put your picture in? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so we were all kind of doing our own things and, you know, doing it together as like a family because we didn't really know how else to do it. Um, and then we had a difficult decision that came upon us when I had my first audition in New York and that was for the tour of Mary Poppins. And that was like the first time that we had to like make a decision to not do it as like a family and like not, uh, you know, have each other there for us all the time and we were going to be away and whatnot. So Zach, you can touch on this first because you, I remember the decision process. We all, the five of us and even our grandparents were like all sitting at our dining room table and we were all like, okay, here's the situation. Eli got a role and he's going to have to leave for six months. We're not sure how we're going to be able to do it. You know, my both parents were working and everything like that. And yeah, if, if you were going to take it, right. yeah, that's gonna true. Be, yeah, yeah so like, we were oh, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. So how do we make this work? How do we make it so yeah, that right. he can do it? Right. And the thing was, if, you know, the two of them were really the decision makers, Zach and Tessie, because they weren't going to have their sibling, they weren't going to have the, a, a parent, uh, they were going to have to figure out how to make it work. And they were really the deciding factors. And I remember Zach was the one who was really like, you guys would be great. Zach's very opinionated, but in the best ways. <laughs> so he was like, he was not shy in throwing his opinion around. So he's going, you can't, you have to make it work. You gotta let him go. So Zach, touch on that and kind of what that experience was like. Yeah, before that, I mean, I don't know how much, I don't think he has the first, the process of getting to the audition first of everybody was like, oh, there's midnight buses, there's midnight buses. And yeah, like we... Eventually found Megabus, fell in love with Megabus. Not fell in love, but it was the, <laughs> it was the easiest. Most, most affordable. Yeah, affordable, accessible, and the just way that we could get to see the family throughout all of this. But the first time we ever went to New York City, my mom told us she found the Megabus, and we pulled up to this Asian bus line <laughs> in, I have no idea where, in PA. And then it dropped us off in Chinatown. We woke up, and we saw it. Chinese billboards and Chinese writing like all over the walls and we're like oh my god we're not I I didn't think I was in the USA anymore well okay so that was for my first time our first time in New York where we were yeah, seeing agents and everything, and everything like that for, so Papa we right. drove up you me my mom and Papa yes we drove up and we stayed at like a hotel and then we actually saw Mary Poppins yeah, the day right, before um, but yes, that was another story of our first time in New York where we were visiting agents and those that eventually an agent Shout brought us all for... on. Right. And, and once again, like my parents were like, oh, if you want him sign the other two too. Um, uh, very Joe bro. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. So we all got agents and then my first audition, we, we made it work and then yeah, continue. You can, yeah, sorry. Um, but so, yeah, that came to us, and I don't know, my 
I guess just seeing the way that my family has always been and I mean, not that it was anything to the scale of figuring out, but we've just always made it work and found a way to, um, to power through and to just figure it out how we can all be the happiest and also exceeding and doing the best, uh, for each person. And when this came, when this was put on the table that Eli got a role for Mary Poppins, uh, Broadway touring company, I mean, there was just no way that, like, this is something, not not that we had been working for, and, like, this was, like, because, like, it's still at that time in my life, like, I didn't realize, like, oh, like, end goal is Broadway, like, that's what right. you work for. You did, we didn't even know yeah, what that, like, that was, like, what it was. Yeah, like, we, this was thing. just something that you did for fun and whatever, and just the fact that you now had the opportunity to not do it at the CLO because like, Oh, it was CLO, CLO, CLO. But now you can tour it and be it a hundred. See the world. Yeah, it was just an world. opportunity that yeah. you couldn't really pass on. You couldn't pass on. So yeah, I am very opinionated and will let my <laughs> opinion be heard, especially in my family. But yeah, there was no way in my head that we could pass on this because it's a uh, opportunity that how doesn't come often. And especially I've seen how rare it does happen. And, the fact that it did happen to us in Littletown, West Virginia, was just, we couldn't pass it up. It was yeah. also like, oh, it's six months, you yeah. know? Like, yeah, no, we, we'll be fine. Yeah, we and, never thought it'd be eight, nine years. Yeah, yeah after being exposed to theater, though, like, we realized, being up in Pittsburgh, we saw how many auditions these kids would go through and be like, no, no, no. So for you to get it, like, a touring even, we first of all, touring was completely new to us mm. because we were like, okay, local theater, okay, there's this and that, and MT Tech or MT Stars and everything. And then we saw, I mean, I remember um, Logan Roland getting mm-hmm. the tour of, of Adam's Family. Adam's Family, Marachno. and we thought, Rachel he, yeah, yeah, Rachel Maracno, we thought they were, like, huge. We were like, oh, my God, that's touring? Like, what is that? I remember researching it and being like, oh, wow, this is huge. And then you getting that, we were like, you can't pass this up. Are you kidding? Like, people work their whole lives to get, like, just a touring production. Yeah, people have been busting their butt for since they were three years old to get an opportunity to even audition for something like that let alone be handed not handed but be given the chance to be a part of it that's the thing too like people work at their talents their entire life so you have this like raw thing that like people saw and were just like yeah we need you because that was a huge thing that and you know this why you got a lot of things because you were so raw and people would be like you know oh we can take you and we can Mm-hmm. like mold you into our own character or whatever so a lot of people like are trained to do that like you you're you're great and everything but like you weren't really yeah we trained. can edit that out <laughs> that's not part of really? the story and it and but it definitely didn't uh it wasn't bad that you were the like cutest seven eight year old in the world but yeah yeah okay um <laughs> anyways so so then we have to we have to say goodbye for the first time ever and like saying goodbye they they say it would get easier as it went but in my opinion i feel like it got harder every time we said goodbye because it seemed like every time we said goodbye it would we would go longer without seeing each other mm-hmm. so like then there was that phase that we didn't know that we'd have to go through yeah that i'm glad you said that because i feel yeah when people are when you do something so often yeah and like everybody says it gets easier and especially like that and like not that we didn't think we were not gonna see each other again but like saying goodbye like especially with this whole process has like scarred me right saying goodbye to people and 
it's just always it's still like it gets harder every time no matter who it is and I don't know I just always want it to be like not like a grand big thing but like I want to have that moment and like have that time to like say goodbye and enjoy the time right right before it does happen it's also interesting you brought up the other day like you were like oh well we we recently moved and we were like oh well like you were saying that you weren't attached like you won't you don't allow yourself to get like attached to places anymore like our homes technically because you know like something's gonna happen we're gonna have to say goodbye and you don't (laughs) want that emotion so that was an interesting thing too yeah that's our because i mean our home at 107 powers road was i mean nobody, you giving the address? Yeah, no because like that's how i like that's how i have it in my head now like i mean look, look it up stock bus like whatever i don't care yeah we don't, we don't live there anymore it's yeah, okay there anymore. our picture is still on the google maps but it's okay we don't live there anymore um but now ever since we moved out of that house and kind of you kind of saw that you knew that this was going to be a permanent thing and that we were going to end up coming to New York and everything like after, I mean, that wasn't at first, that was after two, three years of this um, and moving to our next house, which we downsized into a smaller house because at that time it was, Tessie was going to college soon. So it was just going to be my mom and I at home. I've just, I mean, it's, it's terrible to say, but like, I just have like cut that part of myself off of like growing an emotional attachment to a living space yeah a living space or material not materialistic things but like that sort of um yeah just that sort of thing and environment because I mean in my head it's just kind of like I, I know I sound like the white mom in the bathroom sign <laughs> but it's like home home isn't this isn't the home isn't the home oh, like the home is where uh your family is type of right. thing and like the people that you're with right. um but yeah. White woman's Instagram. Yeah, white woman's Instagram. <laughs> um, yeah, so then we started saying goodbye. And then, you know, this continued to grow and we had to ultimately move. And this was actually a question. I wanted to ask. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Real quick, just super quickly. For me, it, during the Mary Poppins, pro- Mary Poppins process, it actually did, contrary to everybody else, it got easier for me only because I was the only one that didn't really venture out on tour with you guys because he, I, you would, you went a lot on, right. on tour. you went to Alaska and everything. So like you, you know, growing, talk about growing attachment to places. Like you went a lot of places with them, like mm-hmm. with the family, with, what was it? You and dad mostly yeah, constantly changing. You and me and mom mostly at the time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Constantly changing an environment. Yeah. And not having to get used yeah. To it. So yeah. that was rough. But Can't I relate. <laughs> Can't relate. Yeah, you you were used to like hop skipping everywhere. No, but... I'm saying I I would get attached, <laughs> and I still do. Oh, yeah. I allow myself to get attached. It's no, I, yeah, and that it made it easier for me because I wasn't really experiencing that. I was getting ready to go to college and experience experience my own new kind of home, if you'd say. So right. I say that. So then this is the. This is a Patreon question, as I was alluding to before. Um, you know, so this thing continues to grow. We're seeing each other for longer. We're, we're going without seeing each other for a longer period of time. Um, and then this was a question submitted, and they want to know what it was like having your brother and, and a parent gone for so long, and how cool would it be 
when you were finally able to visit and also like see him on stage and see like why you're kind of doing this yeah (laughs) um yeah i'll touch on this because i mean to this day um i always say it was it's one of the hardest things that our family's gone through and it definitely took a toll on our family like i don't know and i don't want to say it like oh whatever but like no part of this was easy yeah like and but we knew that there was a dream and that there was the opportunity and again like in my head yeah are we gonna is it gonna suck for the how the five years six years whatever it was gonna be yeah but at the end of it like we were growing up we were going to end up moving to the city and we were all going to have better lives because of it and have more opportunity not only for Eli but for Tessie now with editing and the internships that she's been able to have and currently doing um, and then and job for, and, and <laughs> job that she's gonna start soon and for me just I mean my dad had always like we grew up saying like don't be you're everybody in Weirton's a doctor lawyer pharmacist whatever and not that those I'm not bashing on any of those professions <laughs> right. at all because those are all very respectful <laughs> professions but there's not your arts and management and business and to the level that New York City has and I'm not saying that no other place there's just not as many opportunities. opportunities I mean to be absolutely. fair you hit the nail on the head though on I have a documentary I did it for my capstone but Zach hit the nail on the head of like art culture back home yeah if you want to repeat what you said in that documentary because it's so true about like the Little Mermaid having the budget that oh, it had yeah, and like, you literally go to <laughs> yeah did I I ended up doing Tessie and I were in our uh, high, school. Dr- high school drama programs and everything and our the budgets for our show I mean were you were praying to get like a $150 budget so that <laughs> um, and most you could get costumes and stuff like that and most of it the drama teacher uh, was, was paying for it because he loved the arts and saw that and and that's that was the thing like that that just goes to show you how underrepresented yeah. it is in this in the in the town that we live in mm-hmm. because like in so most of the budget like especially for local theaters are donations uh-huh. so like so those are people's families like willing to help out but like no one wants to support the art they're, they're going to support the church and they're going to support the sports teams and all mm-hmm. of that so like that's it's very interesting to see the representation that west virginia has and now that we like grew up there and now we are like out of that and now we're kind of all pursuing passion and careers in the yeah. arts and when i think about it like in high school like some of the best memories was from that like 90 dollar budget right oh, yeah. theater yeah club. so yeah it was it was very hard and i mean it like i said it took a toll on the family and a lot of us had to step up and some of us more than others and some of us took it harder than others um and just overall i mean i would i'd go back and do it all over again and it would not change a thing because here we are now and everything but yeah, it was hard. And because growing up, like it was always me, my dad and Eli going to a penguin game, going to hockey practice, going to, I mean, whatever we had a, our blue Kia was designated that it was our penguins car and we've got in it to go to. Yeah. It's not like our hockey bag. So yeah, like, that was like that our was hockey. And that, yeah. And we just always, but yeah, so it was hard and the dynamics definitely changed and continued to change over the years. But it wasn't until like throughout this whole thing and even when I was on tour with Eli during Mary Poppins and everything, um, 
I still didn't fully understand everything and the aspect of how big it was because in my head, yeah, again, it was touring. Like this was just another step of like, yeah, it's so cool that you can do this. And absolutely no, we're not going to pass it up. But I never understood the greater, the greater outlook on it until I saw him for on his opening night in Pippin and just like actually like taking a step back and looking at like all of the people who have paid hundreds of dollars, just completely random people. And the people who are standing outside at the stage door after wanting to sign pictures and how much it means to them and how big of a community and just how it touches each person differently. And like to see that that's my little brother up there doing that and like making people feel that way was just such a surreal moment. And that was definitely a moment that I'll never forget. And finally understood a lot more of the level that he was on and what it meant to people. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, that was yeah and honestly touching on that i feel like we were well shout out to dan brenner first of all for yeah dan for uh submitting that question for us um but also like i i want to touch on what you said like that was such what you said like makes so much sense because like i couldn't agree more because i mean we did this i was nine you were like 12 you were like 13 14 right like we did this when we were all like so young that we like didn't even realize a like what it really was like what we were doing being away from family like especially for me like it didn't really hit like that I was away from family what until like you had an opening night or you had the, the drama club you had prom you had soccer track meet states football, football games. games like wrestling matches like all of these things it, that it didn't start to hit until like you guys were in high school and then like like you said there was that time of questioning for me at least like why are we out here like why are we doing this and like why like what am I doing like why am I away from my family like just questioning everything and then there's just a day that like it all switches and you're like you understand like I don't know like I don't know if it's like I was too young if it didn't think about it, it if I I don't know what it was. I was going to say, like, you're a nine-year-old. No, no, exactly. But, like... And then as you're growing up, like, you're beginning to realize, like, oh, wow, like, I, yeah, there's a lot to process. Mm -hmm. You have no idea what's going on. Like, especially, you were Michael Banks. I mean, you were a nine-year-old playing Michael Banks. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, like, I didn't know even know, like, it was a career or anything. Like, I didn't even know, like, I didn't even know I was making money, like, on Poppins. Really, like, I didn't know anything. And then... It, like you said, it wasn't until, like, Pippin where, like, I was backstage with my cast and they were, like, can't believe this 11-year-old's on Broadway and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm 30 and I'm making my Broadway debut. And, like, I still, like, didn't understand it. And then the curtain goes up and then you're, like, holy cow. Like, this is – now I understand what they're talking about. And, like, I don't know. Like, a Broadway stage is much smaller than half the place that we went to on – tour with mary poppins and a christmas story madison square garden um but like you you i don't know there's just a day that like it switches and you're like oh i like understand what i'm doing and why i'm here judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. No, I like, I, honestly, like, I'll never forget it's my first time seeing you as, like, Michael Banks or anything, but I really like them. Uh, what's... Something I will never forget is watching you the first time in Pippin. Like, you weren't even acting. Like, you just looked genuinely... Ha- not saying, like, you weren't in Mary Poppins, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, you could put on that prim and proper, like, Michael Banks. But, like, Pippin, you were, like, so happy. Every time you looked at somebody, like, it was just smiles, and they were winking at you. And you can just tell, like, you were just a genuine, innocent, like, 11-year-old just having the time of his life up there, mm-hmm. balancing on a big, like, five-foot ball. <laughs> Yeah, and I just want to, like, touch on the, I don't know, it made me think about it when it was, like, your brother and uh, dad gone, and also, like, going to see your brother and these things and everything. Something that, like, has always blown my mind, and I understand that it's an aspect of people's life, but just, like, I remember in middle school, high school, just multiple times, and I remember the first time somebody came to me and was like, like, how do you feel about your brother? Like, are you jealous? Like, Mm don't you wish you could be doing that thing, like doing those things and like going and whatever. And I was just like, that was just so never like that had never even crossed my mind because like, I don't know, just like each of our lives have just always been like, that's their thing and that's who they are. And if the, the opportunities and what comes out of it is them and I'm so happy for them and whatever, like I've never, I don't think any of us have ever been like, Oh, screw you because right. you're doing this and I would rather be doing that and blah, blah, blah. And all of that. It was just always like, Holy crap. Like I was just there for the ride and I knew that what was going to come from it and being up here. And I'm just so happy that all of it happened so that we can each now have different opportunities and different fields of work and do whatever we love and want okay. to do. And if that was never in my head of like, Oh, screw Eli, because He's do like he's performing in front of thousands of people nightly and all this stuff, and I was just like, "Who says that kind of thing?" Like, right. but it's an aspect that people have in their life, and jealousy is very real. But I don't know; I would just never let anybody get you down, type yeah. of thing. Well, I mean, the people who are probably asking that are the ones that are because, no, absolutely. Honestly, people, I something interesting that like when I was making my senior capstone was like, I remember people people either talking about you and asking those types of questions like I, I i would never like i agree with everything you just said i would never feel that way i feel like they were the ones that felt that way because mm-hmm. they were too nervous to be like oh i like theater right. oh i want to do that because like it's so like rare to find that like you no one admits that they like theater and want to go see a broadway show because that's looked at as like are you a weirdo or something people like, do admit that people in west virginia don't <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. sorry yeah sorry i need to be more specific on that right and yeah i mean that just goes with the 
uneducatedness and uncultured of theater and arts and everything. Yeah. Underexposure for sure. Um, So let's talk about now that, that we're all, that we all became like a little older and we're kind of into this, um, you know, you were into this career more and everything. We kind of got a handle on things. And now uh, you guys are like old enough to like start, helping out in like with my career and like not like n- not as Where's just like minions? being no 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 <laughs> not <slaves>. minions <laughs> no no that's not what i mean i didn't even want to do this yeah <laughs> we're getting we're, we're first of all yeah. first of all no 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 um so yeah but you guys are all like you guys are all helping me out and like you're you guys are the reasons that like we're able to do this take a bow the auditions that we do, especially in this virtual world that we're living in, Zach and Tessie have both been on set with me. I wouldn't have been able to take some TV jobs because my parents weren't available. So one of them had to like come on to that. So Tessie, we'll turn it to you um, first on like doing like auditions and self tapes and like what you do with editing take about and editing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And then Zach, you could talk about like the onset excursions. <laughs> of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually she when he sidelines with your pom poms. Well, usually when he comes to set, it's to like the mo- the TV shows and like the movies that he like really wants to meet the people at. I, it's been eight, nine years, and I can't, still can't stay calm and not fangirl when I see famous people that I've adored for years. But sorry, there's nothing wrong with that. God, the only time I cried, I'll never forget, is reincarnate. <laughs> oh, my oh my god okay so t you go first self-tapes to like that though like, just like you, how like that's really broad yeah 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 but like what the like how it's what helped you, you in yeah. your field as far as like watching me do it and like you kind of like direct me and it's helped you in that way it's helped you with editing and it's got, made you learn things and then you realize that you like it and maybe you want to do a career in that and all that well yeah i mean uh, my number one passion is video and film and the reason i got into that was because i would just document when we were back in west virginia i would document moments or memories and it's like encapsulating those in freezing time and grabbing them and storing them somewhere um because the moments we experienced on tour um or that they experienced on tour and when they would come to pittsburgh or come back home or anything like i would capture those moments with either my camera or i don't know if you guys remember a flip camera because that's all i use the og the og a lot of the times i'd be like guys remember this moment and i would verbally say and they'd be like no that never happened we talked about and i would bring it up on a camera and I would show them this little video that I made. Then we'd and we'd be in be tears. Like, <laughs> yeah, then they'd be in tears and be like, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot about that. So that's why I my, my number one passion is documentary filmmaking because it brings those raw moments out again and you talk about your memories and you talk about, you know. So that in editing is like magic to me. And you ha- have helped me open doors, like you said, in directing because your self-tapes there's like scenes and oh my god you need to read <laughs> the uh oh stage my, stage directions. directions because that helps formulate the scene yes um, anyone who's auditioning read the stage directions read the stage directions <laughs> they'll have a thousand times they will help they will because help because when he wasn't reading the stage directions it was i mean yes you're a talented bean and everything like thank you for being talented and you know you know how to say your lines 
but just the stage directions and you know the furrowed brow and you're supposed to be questioning something like he's confused like that makes it 10 times like after taking my I, I went to Marymount Manhattan College I um I majored in uh film and media studies and stage directions mattered definitely they're there for a yes, reason they're there for a reason. <laughs> they're not for you to glance over right somebody is literally like taking these details and putting them in there for a reason um but yeah you've helped me in that manner of directing because before I would help you with self tapes or anything like that I like to really just sit in the background and be like you tell me what to do you tell me how you want this and I will put it together for you and I will edit um give me a little bit of creative space that's also important too is give um your editor a lot of people don't talk about editing which is crazy to me a lot of people don't enjoy it um the way I do but give your editor and give your team like that creative space because if you have your idea and they have their own idea and you like combine that it just makes your project 10 times better um so yeah, you've opened a lot of doors in the direct pre-production, especially pre-production realm um, that have helped me in my internship where I have been offered to help script a show mm-hmm. uh, for one of the shows on Travel Channel. And I mean, not so much like me, like helping you, but it's more of just like being in this environment yeah, yeah, and doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Just like a lot, like throughout the process of like seeing that there's even, because you, I, you come to Broadway and I don't even realize what Broadway is, let alone that there's 10, 20 different avenues behind Broadway and how Broadway runs and the, the agent process. side and the yeah. process. And just like, I mean, there's so many avenues that you can go down with that. And that's definitely opened my eyes and made me like, oh, like I knew that I didn't want to be Eli acting, doing that type of thing, but I wanted to be a part of it in some way. And that's definitely opened my eyes to like, oh, Maybe I do want to go into talent management, talent agency type work, or even casting part of it. I know you were, we were talking about that yesterday and everything. Um, You've also noticed how like pivotal social media is. Yeah. And, and Yeah. And along the way, like it's definitely helped me and like seeing like the social media side of it. And I've done different internships since I've been at college and with different companies and trying to grow their social media brand and everything and in marketing and it's so there's so many like I said so many different avenues that you could go and explore that you never even dreamed were real until this happened yeah and it's similar to like my experience and like oh I've always loved seeing Tessie on stage and like loved that live music and everything uh, aspect of performing and everything and so that kind of inspired me and then I feel like kind of since this has like taken off we've now been in an environment of oh, you see how important that those roles are in casting and in social media and in directing and in editing that word like we really get to see the impact that it has mm-hmm. you know being closer to it and i think that you've always loved movies and you've yeah. loved books and you love all kinds of entertainment including social media mm-hmm. and so like see being in this environment and whatnot yeah. and even in especially in new york um it's kind of opened all of our eyes to all kinds of opportunities that we're now pursuing yeah and it definitely like with you being the like I don't want to say the face, but like you being the face, like, cause that's like the actor, the, the person in front of the camera, whether right. or show or whatever, Broadway, you now being like the editing behind the scenes, all of that work, it was kind of like, okay, what can 
I bring to the table? What can I learn differently? And what can, to make this kind of like work smoother or work better that we could like work as a team and try to do type of thing to, I don't know, then take it to a next place of whatever that may be. And just understand, understand the, not the aspects that you don't, that you two don't understand. Like, I'm no, not yeah, yeah. That, like, I don't know what you two do. And That's not like what yeah. we are, yeah. are pursuing. Like yeah. we have our, our, uh, goals and plan like a to-do list on mm-hmm. other things yeah. you know like we we're not worried about that bubble that we're in but one thing i want to say like i think it's super interesting like we're a rare kind of sibling pack that everybody that i've met it's either actor 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 production 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 like we right. are completely different interested Fields, in like yeah. different things which is so cool to me like you are yeah i mean i'd say like you're the face mm-hmm. you're the you know promotion mm-hmm. side and I'm like the communication, you know, the yeah. yeah, figuring it, yeah, yeah, figuring out every basically like pre-production and dis- distribution, um, and <laughs> sure, whatever that means, <laughs> got it. <laughs> and like, yeah, I like to put the puzzle pieces at the end together and do that editing kind of space. I think it's I've always been very infatuated by that. Yeah, and I think too, like now with this take a bow journey that we're embarking on through uh the quarantine and everything it's allowed it's allowed us to really like see that come to tuition and me being like the voice or the quote-unquote face or whatever and then you being the editor and like the director and kind of all that kind of thing producer whatever and then you with the social media and the advert yeah having a plan you like brought all of the you know emails and advertising and like all those ideas to the table and like the big picture and everything like that like so it's really been cool to see how each of their fields work kind of closer up I guess because otherwise like we just go on and do our own things in our room you know like and figure it out on our own yeah because it's like a little company not that it's like like, not that it's a company but like it's like a little yeah thing that you got to keep going no, but I think it is important to have a team mm-hmm. and like uh, just anyone listening to anybody. Everyone has ideas. Everyone has ideas that you can use, really. Yeah, and yeah, sorry, the person that like knows absolutely nothing could one day come up with an idea that you never even thought of, just right. because it's a completely different set of eyes on it yeah. and different mind thinking about it. So exactly, I mean, take not take advice, but I like to take things from everybody and see. I tell them all the time, throw a hundred things at the wall until one thing sticks. And cause you never know what that one thing's going to be. And it might be the last thing you thought was going to stick, but yeah, I mean like mom's a occupational therapist and yeah. she came up with take about like no one, we went through thousands of names and like the one who like knows nothing about theater was the one who like kind of tied it all together, you know? And then same with dad with all the ideas that he's brought on and he's like, doesn't know half the people that we've had on the show yeah, and, <laughs> and wanting merch and yeah and then like, doing yeah. the merch idea and all of these things like it's just like it's it's really taken everyone so literally listen to everyone and if there really isn't a bad idea and it's something that you can always revisit if the time isn't right yeah and that's not saying run with anything anybody says to you but like no but you have to listen yeah. and you have to adapt yeah, and you have to change yeah. yeah like you have take to take it and be open yeah exactly have an open mind yeah. in anything that you do in any field in any um 
business that you're starting, like whatever. Like yeah, whatever just real quick. Real big shout out to PJ and Jane Kokesh. Yeah. Thank you for everything. Without them. We would not be here. Yes, we would not be here. (laughs) Literally. Literally. (laughs) And also, like, for just what they've done for the past nine, eight, nine years and just. The sacrifices and just continuing to push us. Like I say that you two had the final decision, but at the end of the day, it was really the two of them Mm -hmm. who, like was like are we really gonna split up are we really gonna give up our jobs and our lives and everything like yeah and they've done it all for us and and for me and to really pursue it all and i think that fortunately it's worked out for all of us in return so done a hell of a job yeah we should do this again one time yeah so that's where we'll leave it uh for this episode that's episode 58 of take a bow and uh yeah chris letang it was a perfect one to uh it was a perfect one to do uh, a perfect number to do this episode on and that's it first live interview is in the books of take a bow i think it was successful the whole interview though like episode 58 of take a bow hockey (laughs) yeah that's some that sums up everything right here yeah that's it Thank you, guys. Thank you, PJ and Jen. Uh, thank you to our Mom entire family. Uh, Baba, Jaju, Mimi, Baba, literally everyone. Um, Lou Grummet <laughs> yeah. helped us out. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you all next week. John Canning. John Canning, of course. John Canning's a huge, huge uh, factor in why we're still here and doing what we love and always supporting us in the podcast and everything. Yeah, we've uh, met so many amazing people along the way. Yeah, absolutely we've been really fortunate all right thanks everyone (laughs) i don't know take a bow togas family (laughs) well folks there you have it episode 58 long overdue with my siblings talking all things about really eli's entertainment experience so we won't do that segment this week um we'll bring it back uh another week sometime soon because i know we haven't had it in a minute so uh that wraps it up for this week's episode thank you all for tuning in I do want to mention before we wrap it up, um, Tally Sessions, who is a Broadway star. He's going to be in the uh, revival of Company that is opening, yes, with Christopher Sieber and uh, everything that we were talking about there. He's in that company. Uh, well, <laughs> yes, he's in that cast of Company. Well, it's Company as well. So um, he's going to be in Company, and he's been in a bunch of other Broadway shows, and his mother just recently passed away from cancer and he's set up a GoFundMe page to help uh, support his family in paying off the medical bills as well as her house and keeping it and a bunch of other things. So if you do have time and if you are able to, please go check that out and go donate to his GoFundMe. I will leave the link in this podcast description of the episode. So if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're uh, listening on Spotify, whatever, um, and you see the if where you go to listen to the podcast, uh, if you say, like, read more or details or something like that, you can see the link in that, or you can go visit Tally Sessions' Instagram and uh, hopefully we'll have him on soon and he can talk about all of this because he was also a very big supporter in the Nick Cordero uh, fight for his life. So Tally is an amazing man, an amazing gift of, of Broadway. And um, if you 
are able to help, please consider doing so because every little bit goes a long way. And I know that he would be so, so thankful. So go check that out. And uh, I hope to see you all next week. Bye, everyone. For this episode's curtain call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Brittany Bigelow, Katie Rosen, Alan Seals, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow is Tessie Tokash, who edits the audio and all the visuals for this podcast. A special thanks to patrons Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners at PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com TAB. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to subscribe on the platform that you're currently listening to this on. Also, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at TakeAboutPodcast. TakeAbout's logo is designed by Giselle Bustos, and the music is by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon. Bye, everyone. Hope to see you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.